what is achievement? Like, how do you define achievement? Or what does achievement look like? You know, does it look like the kind of achievement that shows up on the front cover of Forbes? Or is it the kind of achievement that is like not flashy and would be on the, the cover of Forbes? You know, you know, is it a unicorn dream or is it just a dream about riding a unicorn one day? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dia Bondi Show, a big podcast for women with goals. I'm Dia Bondi, and I am on a mission to put more money and decision-making power in the hands of women. So guess what? So we can change everything for all of us. And my goal, my own goal in that mission is to help 1 million women ask for more and get it and use asking as a success strategy. So you, all you listeners, can reach your goals faster and with way more confidence. So this show really, it wants to give you concrete ways that you can find the courage when you need it, the control where you want it, and more impact when you say it. And when I say say it, I mean when you say what you need to actually resource your dreams and to actually bring your goals to life. So that's what we're here to do. I'm on air today with my amazing on-air producer and audio extraordinaire, Laura Finnerty. Hello, Laura. Hello. <laughs> thank you so much for having me here. This is exciting. Are you kidding? Thank you. Like, thank you for being here with me. I like, I remember when I called you, I like, Hey, you want to do this thing with me? I felt so, I was like, maybe she's not going to want to do the thing with me, but you totally are here doing the thing with me. When you emailed me, I was like, yes, this sounds amazing. Um, and how do I sign up and where do I sign up, sign up and where? You did. You signed up. Um, how do we want to know one another? Well, maybe folks should know. This is the funny thing. I was just going to say, so we met back in 2018, working together on a class that you were doing for a company called Creative Live. I'm sure we can give them a mention here. Um, and uh, we worked together and instantly I was like, ah, she's cool. <laughs> I like this. I like this chick. She's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm digging this energy. I know what she's talking about. And you kind of teased ahead a little bit, basically this and some of the other work that you've kind of like gone into yep. more so since yeah, yeah, we yeah. met in 2018. Right, like when we met in 2018, stuff we're talking about on this show was like totally a seed of an idea. Did I actually say it out loud to you? You were like, and it was like, oh, a few weeks ago, I had this like epiphany. Oh my or gosh, I had this idea. that's so crazy. Or I forget actually, so folks who are listening to this show, our beloved listeners uh, that we're about to accumulate, because this is episode one, will, you know, get to know that like, the stuff that we're talking about on the show is an outcome of this last two years where I launched something really specific aimed at helping women ask for more and get it. And, you know, I have such big dreams and it's so on my heart all the time. And I'm so enthusiastic about it that I, I kind of forget how far, like how much traction we've already gotten with it because I still have so far I want to go. So it's actually fun to hear you say like, it was just a tiny, I was coughing it up to you that it was just a tiny seed of a weird idea. And now here we are. I can't believe we're actually doing this. <laughs> we are, Laura had the great recommendation of giving you a little foreshadowing into like what we're going to be doing in the next couple episodes. And um, today we're going to talk a little bit about like, when I say a big podcast for women with goals, like what do I mean by goals? And notice it's a big podcast for women with goals. It's not a podcast for women with big goals because, you know, I feel like 
well, I'll get into it, but like big goals can be kind of a mental trap that like, unless my goals are big or you could point to them and go, oh, those are big, then they're not real. And that's just, I just think that's crap. So we'll talk about what do I mean by goals and what kind of asks that we might be making. And also like why this is not about, when I say ask for more and get it, I don't say negotiate because this is not just, this is not simply about negotiation. Okay. And then we'll talk about how actually you can ask for more and get it, which I'll talk about forever and ever and ever, you know, across this, across all episodes, but next episode two, we'll talk a little bit more concretely about ask like an auctioneer and that as one being one approach where you can in fact ask for more and get it. And then we're going to talk through some of the most common questions since I launched project ask like an auctioneer um, and started doing this work. I will uh, share with everyone and Laura and I will chat through you know, some of the most common questions I get in the workshops and keynotes that I give around this work, some outcomes, some of the coaching strategy sessions I've done with, um, with groups of women. And then, oh, do you hear the train coming? This is something that you and all listeners are going to get used to. Hear that? <laughs> I love it. It's almost like a personal klaxon. Boo, boo. It's so crazy. Sometimes it's so strong. It's so, we have a, I'm recording this from my office and that we have a train that's an Amtrak train and also a freight train that comes right near us. It's like five it's like five rails here. And I have to say that like when that thing comes blasting through, sometimes it's quieter than other times, but sometimes they lean on the horn so hard. I swear sometimes I'm like, are they coming directly at the building? Like, like I literally, it's a fun sound for me. I feel like it's very nostalgic. Okay. So welcome to my train, everybody. And then, so we'll talk through some common questions that we get um, and the challenges that we experience when we think about going to ask for more and get it. And then later you're going to get a chance listener to call in and leave a voicemail question that we will workshop on the show. And actually, if you're courageous enough, uh, if you have a question around asking for more and getting it or <clears throat> strategizing an upcoming ask that you have or implementing uh, or developing a, a strategy to get to a goal, you can come on the show and we'll workshop it and you can just get some live coaching real time right here. So that's kind of exciting and nerve wracking. Um, so on the landing page for this, for this, um, for the podcast, you'll be able to find the button with the phone number to do that. And then we're also going to bring in some, we will bring in some guests, but it's not going to be like hero worship time. I mean, there may be some folks that we bring on. I already have a list going where I will have, you know, I will have some pretty serious admiration for them, but it's really going to be about what they did in their women in their lives and careers, the asks that they made that changed everything and um, and everything in and around asking for more and getting it that they have leveraged in their own lives to be successful and to get where they need to go. So I have a list that I'm accumulating all the time. If they're guests that listeners are like, you know who I'd love to really love to hear from, we'd you can send us an email at hello at diabondi.com and tell us who you'd like to hear from. And I have one dude I actually want to bring on the show. Now you kind of teased this to me before we started recording. Um, Cause I was like, okay, this is interesting. There's one person that is like, you know, on your on your list. I've never personally heard of him. So I need to keep Googling. It's like, it's, I'm a super quiet, super fan though, because I don't have a strong, I'm like a, I'm like a silent super fan. Like it's, I have two people that I'm sort of silent super fans of. And, um, he is one of them actually. I don't, I'm, and anyway, it's kind of funny. So what folks might not know is that I've been a leadership communications coach for like 20 years. And this, you know, this podcast project and the project that led to this podcast, mm, Okay, that's a mouthful, um, are an outcome of, you know, something that 
it, that's tied to something I've just been doing the last couple of years, but in my communications coaching work, like I've worked with like celebrities and global athletes and Nobel Peace Prize winners and like lots of fancy pants people that you should be starstruck by, but I'm not. The, the person, the two people I'm actually starstruck by are David Byrne, David Byrne, right? Talking heads and beyond. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, David Byrne. And then also the guy I want to have on this show, whose name is Mike Wolf. Yeah. See, when you said that the first time I kind of stared at the camera and then instantly started looking at like, okay, I should start Googling this, but why Mike Wolf? Like what, what is Mike Wolf to you? Mike Wolf and his partner, um, they are the stars of American Pickers. American Pickers, look, I, I know folks who are listening cannot see me, but Laura's like, mm -hmm, sort of nodding her head. Okay. So Mike Wolf was one of the two guys. What they do is they drive around the country in a van Okay, and they go to like big sheds and barns all over the country and they pick through piles of junk and they find these amazing, uh, mostly Americana, like American treasures. And then they negotiate right there on the spot with the owner of the barn or the property or the pile of junk to buy that for them. Then they, then they resell it as part of their antique trading company. Mm -hmm. And they like, they know so much about history. It's kind of crazy, but mostly I just love how Mike asks for more and gets it. He comes at it with such unbelievable generosity and openness. And um, he invests equally in the outcome of the ask and you know negotiation, but also like is delighted in the opportunity to ask. It's not like an intent. I don't know. There's just so much to, I love to watch me celebrate even if they don't, can't come to a, an agreement and he has to walk away from it, he's always like, he has such generosity and saying like, thank you for the opportunity. I'm like totally missing the mark on being able to describe how amazing this person is. But I just- makes sense. A picture is forming. This makes more sense than, you know, when you say American pickers, I was like, what? He, <laughs> it's, it's watching him, it's so subtle and it could, anyway, whatever. I just have sort of a weird negotiation crush on him. It's bizarre. So I don't know, Mike Wolf, if you're listening, you can call us. <laughs> you can find the button on our landing page. Okay. So anyway, those we're going to have people, and I have a couple of the list of other women who have built fantastic businesses, but also folks who are um, pushing up against the status quo, people that have been successful, you know, and, and reached their goals in-house, out-of-house as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, like a myriad of women that we can bring on the show, aside from Mike Wolf, the single man. Um, no, the single, meaning the only man, he's not single, he's married and has lots of kiddos. Um, so uh, that's who we'll be bringing on the show on the days that we want to have guests that are not you, listener. So yeah. Well, I'm glad we clarified that he isn't single, but who would be the male guest? I think that's really important. Um, it could be a, you know, a, a empowerment show and a dating show all in one. <laughs> at the very same time. <laughs> what a combo. Just off the back of going through what we're going to be going into um, for myself, like the reason that I'm here. Yes. And, you know, not just to help hopefully make us sound okay and kind of like put stitch something together with a bit of nice music. Um, but, you know, this is something that was like really important to me. I think, I mean, I'm like 34 years old. I feel like I've learned a lot in the past 10 years and I have mm -hmm. so much to learn how to really represent myself and I'm here for this, not only just for me, you know, so it kind of, I'm getting a bit of a bargain out of this deal because I'm going to get to learn, but it's just something that I really, I really believe in. And I want everyone to feel good. I want everyone to get what they want and I want them to be badasses. Right. I mean, and I think about like, you're such a mystery to me, Laura, because I never know, like, 
I experience you as like this um, very serious lightweight, <laughs> meaning like you like you do a great job of what you do. I mean, when you produced for us at Creative Live, it was like it was insane how just competent and like instantly I knew like you had things handled. It was just great both on when we were in front of the camera, but also just leading up to it. Like it was so easy to collaborate with you and all of that. But you're also very like light. You're not, you're not so serious that you're not having fun with the thing that you do. And I always wonder like what your goals look like. Are they creative goals or are they like traditionally achievement goals? Like I want to make this amount of money in my life or I want to have this kind of title in my life. Or are they more like creative output or ex output or like experiential goals? I'm curious. Goals are a weird one for me and they can kind of, I, I've never ever been able to do the whole like, you know, what's your five year plan and what's your like long-term goal? Because my life has been fantastically weird and amazing um, in a way. Like I'm from the UK, born in Australia. My mum's British, my dad Australian, moved to England. And then when I was like 23, 24, I got the opportunity to move to Qatar and to start an English radio station. That's why I decided to do it. Why not? Um, and then I came to San Francisco after being there for like, like met my husband. We got married within six months. I moved to the US. I had no idea to this day. I still wake up and go, what the hell am I doing in San Francisco? Right. Like you're like an opportunist. Yeah. I'm like chase the adventure. Like not always. I know I wouldn't want to do this too many times in my life. Cause it is a lot <laughs> like to, to like work out and stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, when it comes to goals, I'm, I am an opportunist when that something feels right. I'm very much like a gut instinct type yep. person. I, I pretty much lean on that to really make decisions in my life. Um, so far, touch wood, it's not been too bad. Not that I know of. Uh, and this is another sliding doors version of my life where I'm like really living, living it up in my best self. But, um, yeah, so I think like the concept of goals is, I mean, it's really interesting to me anyway. And, uh, it is a question that people, especially I think here in some of like someone, San Francisco, yeah. Everyone's got, everyone's got like a dream and a goal and they're working really hard to like manifest something, you know, be it like startup life or be it like yeah. whatever it is. Um, sort of unicornish, yes. whatever, you know, whether you're talking about the Silicon Valley of unicorn or not, but it's very unicornish. Right. It's a weird environment. When I moved here, I was like, what? Like, you know, um, it's a different, a bit of a different vibe. So I've kind of had to answer that question a little bit about goals. So, so yeah, I like, I love that you're pointing that pointing to that. Cause I also have somebody, I, I value adventure, adventure a lot. I, the, the version of goals that I work off of are fairly high level and sort of like, they're more like stakes in the ground and less like, here's my exact goal. And like, I'm just about in my business to start to like put together OKRs, you know, for Q1 of next year. And I'm already panicked about it because OKRs are like the individual steps that you're going to take to get there. And it feel, it can feel very claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that we can talk about goals in a way that is methodical for the folks who are methodical and also can be aspirational and feel more like stakes in the ground. You know, that like maybe your goal was, I want to live internationally someday and then boom, Qatar happens. So there's like, I don't think goals need to look necessarily one way, which is actually exactly what I wanted to talk about today. So I, I don't like, one of the core questions I've, I always have now that I'm a mom too, I ask is like, what is achievement? Like, how do you define achievement or what does achievement look like? You know, does it look like the kind of achievement that shows up on the front cover of Forbes or is it the kind of achievement that is like not flashy and, and would be 
would be on the, the cover of Forbes, you know, you know, is it a unicorn dream or is it just a dream about riding a unicorn one day? So it's like the, the, I don't like the idea of like putting goals into one sort of flavor category and saying like, if they're not big, then they should just go home. And that's why, again, this is a, po- a big podcast because I'm hoping it'll feel big for folks to be able to fill up their hearts and minds with the, the idea of reaching towards something that matters to you and not reaching towards something that should matter to you. Cause I think it's very, you know, in, in, since I launched this project after, you know, the 2018 when you and I met around helping women ask for more and get it, like I have run across so many different variations of what goals look like and it's been wonderful and refreshing and they do not all look alike. They, uh, and they all are highly, highly personal. Um, so when I think about, you know, what, what do I mean by goals? I don't mean a briefcase, a pencil skirt, and, you know, rushing off in first class, um, first class on, a, on a flight to wherever. I mean, whatever, is, whatever matters to you. Some, for some of it, it's about getting on the train and going faster. And for some of us, it's about getting off the train and walking. So I think they're really, really personal and no matter what. So I launched this crazy project two years ago called Project Ask Like an Auctioneer, aimed at helping a million women ask for more and get it using everything I've learned from a crazy hobby I picked up um, a handful of years ago of auctioneering. And now I do fundraising auctioneering for women-led nonprofits and nonprofits that benefit women and girls. And I've brought Project Ask Like an Auctioneer to a bunch of women's communities, a handful of um, organizations, delivered a lot of keynotes about it. You know, I've been in front of audiences and they've spoken back to me. And in two years since developing this content, you know, what I see is that the things that women ask for that help them achieve their goals, whether they're the big fancy cover of Forbes goals, or they are these sort of quiet, very personal, but compelling goals fall into four categories. There's actually sort of a fifth bonus category, but they fall into four categories of things that we can ask for more of that help us get to where we want to go. And they are money, you know, and it's not just about like money to put in my bank account or money. So I'm personally, so I can buy a Lamborghini. I mean, sometimes that's fine. Cause guess what? When I think about goals, you get to want what you want. You get to want what you want. Um, they are about money and, and money comes in a lot of forms. Sometimes it's a raise. Sometimes it's a bonus. Sometimes it's changing the combination of your, it can be a comp package, but it can also be your, um, it can also be the rates for your freelancing gig. It can be about um, you know project prices as a creative director. It can be uh, it can be about fundraising if you're sitting on a board that really matters to you. I've talked to a lot of women who are you know they're they're only getting to talk about asking for more in their comp package every year, but they're on the side they're running boards that really matter and fundraising is a big challenge for them. So it can be fundraising. It can be fundraising in the entrepreneurial context. It could be looking for so money comes in a lot of different shapes. The second category is around authority. Um, what kind of authority can I, can I have more of that helps me reach my goals? So it's really about being able to own decisions. So d- decisions around could be something from a, an important project that's running in-house, or it could be about stepping out of house and running decisions in an entrepreneurial journey. It can be about being, it can be about getting off the train completely and just being the author of your own life and actually not being accountable to a business. You know, I know a lot of women come across this work that want to be the author of their own day, you know, and that means that means getting off of the fast track. So authority is a big, is a really important one. And we sometimes think about authority in terms of like a promotion and that's not always true. 
It can be about, I think about it as just owning a decision, you know? And then the third one is influence. How can I use asking to get more influence so that I can reach my goals faster? And that can be like, what audiences do I need to get in front of as an entrepreneur like me? Or it could be what, um, it could be what audiences do I need to get in front of internally? Who do I need to actually build relationship with that grows my influence in a particular space internally so that I can move my agenda forward for my career, for what I care about, for the initiatives I'm running, whatever they are. So money, authority, influence are the first three. And the last one is balance. And when I think about what women ask for more ask for more of and want more of um, tied to balance. It's not just like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. It's often about like bringing into balance their internal selves and their external selves. Does my external world reflect, you know, my internal desires? Sure. It can be about work-life balance. And I'll give you an example about it in a little while, but um, it is not just work-life balance as we think of, when we think about balance, that's kind of what comes up but it's bringing our inner selves and our external lives into, ba into balance. And then the fifth one, what's kind of under there a lot is like fun. You know, women are looking for more authority. They're looking for more money. They're looking for more balance. They're looking for more influence because what they're doing right now, just they're not having as much fun as they want. Or they're having a blast, but it would be a lot more fun if we, if we could like up the, up the ante in these particular areas. So I find when I, when I say ask for more and get it, we, we may see that these themes, you know, these four sort of categories of what we ask for more of and get in order to reach our goals fall into these three or four. Now, it's only been two years of research, <laughs> but, you know, so things could change. But I think my sample size has been pretty big. Love it. And what about um, who, who are these women that we speak of? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think across the board, listeners, you know, you are, in my mind, like a, a woman on the level, on, on the verge of a level up, or as I think of like on the verge of a level out, like you're, you're either leveling up in the thing you're in, or you're getting the hell out of the thing you're in and you're changing directions, whether it's getting off that train, like we talked about and walking instead, or if it's about making a big switch in your life, you know, you are like, you kind of know what you want, or you just are starting to have a smidge of knowing what you want. And now you're looking for strategies to actually action that so you can get that level up or you can get that level out. And, um, and they're always not, again, around traditional achievement as you'd think of. Um, and I can give sort of two examples if that's, if that's helpful of ones that are unlikely things that have come across my, my plate. Oh, here comes the train again. And I don't think this one's coming directly for the building. <laughs> nope, it missed me, thank goodness. So, so early on, you know, these are women like, um, I'm going to call, I'm just going to use their, I'm going to use their initial TH, who was somebody who I met early on in when I launched Project Ask Like an Auctioneer. And she was a, a long time, like an engineer in a design firm doing all of the lighting design and engineering for buildings. And she was, she'd been there for years, 15 years. And she was like, I'm out. I'm not having any fun anymore. <laughs> it's not resonant for me. And hers was, you know, a looking to level out and she wanted to make a change and actually build her own small real estate business in her small rural town in an American state, very far from California. And her big ask, and, and in my mind, that was around balance. She was bringing what she really desired in her heart into alignment with what her life actually looked like. And her ask for more and get it was actually asking for less and getting it. 
She wanted, she needed, in order to make this transition in her life, she needed to courageously ask the people that she was working for to go to half time for more pay. Not net more, but her, you know, in relative to the amount of stuff she was doing. And so for her, you know, the ask for more was asking for less, was getting off one train so she could make a big shift. Um, and another example of a woman who was also, this doesn't feel like a level up, but it's a, it is a level out. She was a really successful woman in, I think she was in, I think she was in like management consulting or something here in the Bay Area and um, decided on our last cycle to run for, to run for public office. And she was freaked out about making the kinds of, no problem, can sell a million dollar contract, a million dollar project like that, right? But she was now having to go out and solicit direct support, endorsement, and money from her business community and set of colleagues to support her campaign. And that felt like a freaky thing to do. And sometimes, so sometimes, you know, when we need to do something that's really important to us and the stakes are high, whether we're leveling up or we're leveling out, the asks that we need to make because the stakes feel so high can be intimidating. They can feel awkward. They can feel um, selfish. They can feel pushy. They can feel all these things that in some cases even run up against um, sort of gender expectations. And that can be a big challenge as well. So I think of these women as like the THs of the world who want to make a big switch, you know, women doing something brand new that is tied to a, a key ambition of theirs. Or even a third example is just a woman who's woke up today and said, you know what, I want to be director someday. And I find also sometimes these women are overlooked because they're already so competent and confident that it's, it's easy to go like, oh, they're fine. She's fine. She knows what she's doing. She's, she, she's got it. Yeah. So, yeah. But yes, but girls, oof, we got to help each other. And I feel like in a year like this that we've had where everything's pretty radically changed and people have had to pivot, companies, work, businesses have been through the ringer this year. And I feel yes. like people you know, this is, is a good time to be asking yourself those questions and to be trying to figure out for yourself, like what you maybe want. And I, I will say also, that's why I don't talk about this work in terms of, and, and this topic in terms of negotiation directly. Because when I say ask for more and get it, automatically I hear a lot of people think like, oh, you mean ask for more money, ask for a raise. And a lot of folks that have been through my workshops this year are working in organizations where there are freezes, like, like hiring freezes and money freezes across the board. There is no asking for more money. But, but there's sort of two parts for this. One is ask more and get it. And the other one is use asking as a success strategy. So sometimes the most meaningful asks we can make are the ones that actually are not about money. The question is in this time, you know, we're recording this in the middle of COVID, like months into it, actually nine months into it, um, you know, what else is at, what, what else can you ask for? What else is out there? What other strategic asks can you make that keep your goals in motion? Even when what you think of as like asking for more is tied to negotiation and negotiation is usually about money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the answer is authority, influence, balance, and fun. <laughs> so less, maybe less dollars, but more of everything else. That would completely make sense. Yep. Yep. That's really true. So I have to say though, that I'm like, so I'm stoked to be here with you. Well, and also, well, just before we, we were talking, you, you were like, basically, you know, you're like, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like sweating over here, <laughs> like, which is, and I think surprising because you are perhaps one of those women you just mentioned a moment ago, who's like confident and very kind of articulate. And it's always surprising, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm like, why? I am nervous. I am nervous. I think, and I, I wrote some notes down. I was like, okay, Dia, what are you actually nervous about? Like, 
you know, I'm really comfortable on stage in front of a thousand people in the moment because I have direct feedback and it's, you know, like I feel like with you all. And now I'm talking to a, into a mic with you here, Laura, which is wonderful. But also I'm like, I want, I have such a big, I have such a big ambition for, for this content and for the women that it'll go to. I'm nervous that it won't work. I'm nervous that it won't get to the women that it's meant to get to. I, I, you know, I, I'm nervous that I'm shouting into a cavern. You know, I'm like, I'm nervous of all the things that you're nervous about when you start something new and you don't have a guarantee. Um, you know, and I just, I want women who are listening to know that like, I don't know, that like this is designed to help you as a listener to and to also help the other women in your life as listeners. One thing I know, and I, you know, I, I coach the women that come through my workshops around this stuff the same way. And even in my communications practice that, confidence is an outcome of action. And so I'm dealing with my, I'm dealing with my nerves around like launching, bringing this thing into the world by just trusting that thing that like, we're going to get into, we're going to get into action. And then my own confidence is going to come out of that. And that I, the success of this thing, you know, is really a lot in the hands of the listeners passing it on and participating, sending us questions. And I'm trusting that like, we'll find a way to make this have meaning for people who are listening. So um, as you mentioned, obviously this is extremely fresh. It's like the newest of freshest of podcasts out there. Um, unless you're listening to our archive, you've gone back in time, in which case we love you and we'll send you a gold star. Just to get, let us know your address. Um, but we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're across all of the platforms that you would expect to see us, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all of that good stuff. So you can find us anywhere on there. But if you subscribe, also if you just give us a little rating, hopefully not one star. If you want to give us a five star, that's great. And you can put some comments in there or whatever it is. Um, but it really does help go a long way to, um, you know, give us a bit of visibility and to also, you know, reach other women who would love to listen to this podcast. So please do subscribe, like, and also go to us on Instagram where you can uh, find more information about the program. Yeah, you can find the, all, the, the other one follower on our Instagram page <laughs> since this is episode one. And that's probably me. But yeah, yeah, head over to the Instagram page. <laughs> I, need to, I need to take my own advice. <laughs> Come on, Laura, where are you? I'm like false salesman here. I'm not even, yeah. And, and Mike Wolf, if you're listening, you can just find us on Instagram at the Dia Bondi Show. The moment he likes the Instagram account, that's it. It's on. We're going to be bagging him as a guest on the show. So It's so on. It's so on. This will eventually, I'm hoping, you know, turn into a traditional call-in show, as you can imagine. But we also do get folks sending notes that... Um, they come from the workshop that I teach, Your Most Powerful Ask Live, as well as my keynote, Ask Like an Auctioneer, and, um, and other experiences that I'm putting out in the world. And this one came um, a couple of weeks ago, and I just, I, I, wanted, to, um, I wanted to highlight it on the show today, because I think it's just, it has something uh, powerful about it for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, Laura, Laura, everybody, Laura is going to actually read it. So um, uh, this woman who sent this to me, this is what your note to me sounds like in Laura Finnerty's voice. I attended a workshop you recently held for, in brackets, my company. What really resonated with me and what I've shared with other women I know since was price is a measure of value, not worth. Keeping that simple quote in mind helped me to move on from being frustrated and resentful about being paid less than my worth. Instead, I was able to redirect my energy on finding an opportunity where my skills are valued, like I value them. 
Reframing my thinking this way has helped me to approach my latest job search with more confidence and resilience and has landed an opportunity I am so excited about and also negotiated a little bit harder than I would have in the past. Again, thank you so much. I just wanted to let you know how much your words of wisdom have really helped me. Oh, it feels so fancy. But you know, what I love about this note is that it could, it could really easily the the hottest part of it could very easily be i want to let you know oh, oh this part where she says you know i negotiated a bit harder for myself and so i assume she got more money yay part of my mission is to put more money and decision making power in the hands of women um so we can change everything for everyone so yes more money yay for her um it could also be about like i realize that i'm not paid what i'm worth and so i'm out of here the part of it that is hottest for me is when she says you know, I was able to redirect my energy on finding an opportunity where my skills are valued like I value them. Mm -hmm. And that to me is that balance piece where we bring into balance the context that we're in and how we see ourselves in the world and find, and, and find that alignment. And to me, that's, that right there is so confidence building. That is taking control of a situation. That is not tantruming that people aren't hearing or seeing your value. This is recognizing that you're not, you don't need to convince them. There are moments where you need to pitch yourself, sure, but, but that you can, you do have the freedom to get off that train and get onto another one and find a place where you have more alignment with what you value in yourself and what the people around you, the job that you have, the partners you're working with, the nonprofit you're engaging with, you know, whatever the thing is that is more aligned to what you're trying to do in the world. And to me, that's the beauty of it. Like that's the beauty of this note for me. I just think when you let go of, you know, she says there, the frustration and that energy, it's a lot to hold as well. And when you actually put that into a different channel in a different direction, it's, it's also so powerful. So, Right. And, and she, there's two things, two currents here. There's ask for more and get it in terms of money. Cause I know that's what she means, but there's also this piece of like more authority meaning she, be, she took authority over her own situation and wasn't handing her power over to the people who couldn't see her value. She took it back and said, I'm actually going to author this part of my life. And I'm going to say, thank you so much, but you're not seeing me and find something else. So that is also that sort of personal authority piece that I love that's showing up in this testimonial. So like, what are your big takeaways from today as another train comes down the track and rails me right into the building? <laughs> um, for starter... I would say it's always nice to know that I'm not the only one thinking about this stuff, right? Like I'm not the only one who gets stressed about this and it's like constantly kind of picking away at my own <laughs> ego and psyche. It's like, what am I about? What am I doing? Uh, so that's wonderful to know that, um, you know, obviously with all the people you've worked with, it's like a very much an experience a lot of women have. Um, but I'm also just a big believer in shared experience and sharing stories. So I'm excited to be here to do that, to, you know, share people's voices, stories, and, you know, hopefully help people uh, along their journey. So as a, as a first, as a first episode, I feel like that's a pretty goddamn good place to start. Right. I think so too. Okay. So is it my turn? We're going to do this. We're going to do this, um, in all episodes. So my recap, my big ideas for today are, oh my gosh, first one in the can, you know, like the first one's always the hardest, but like, that's a thing. I mean, can you say first one in the can for an audio thing? <laughs> I think so. I'll I think you can. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like amazing. And, and, Two is that, you know, being nervous while you're doing something is okay. We all have to give ourselves a little bit of a break and I'm giving myself a little bit of a break. Um, so that's number two. And number three is like, like you, this is going to be really fun and a great adventure and a brand new conversation with a whole group of women who are 
resourcing their dreams and putting a life together for themselves that makes sense for them. And I'm, I'm hoping that they'll, that you listeners will in, invite us into your lives and, um, and share us with the lives of you, the people that you care about and support so that we can have the impact we want to have here. All right, so before we go today, um, we need to, of course, remind you again, just to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, come join our little party online so that you can find out more information about anything that we're doing here with the program. Also, we want to get your late night messages on our uh, voice message. I used to have a late night radio show, by the way. That's amazing. The Wind Down Zone with Laura. (laughs) Okay, I, I already proposed that at some point and for some reason, we should do a late night show one time. Like maybe quarterly, we should just do a late night version. Love it. And also, yeah, I'll just dig out the old um, jingle I had and all the sweepers for the, I mean, I don't think, yeah. It would be our late night edition, but it would be live. All y'all listening, if we end up with a community where you could join and track that, it could be live. That's That's real radio right there. Uh, When people want to go find more information, what's the website address? Where do people go? The best place to go is just to diabondi.com. You'll be able to find the podcast there. And if you click on the podcast page and scroll around, um, you'll find the button which uh, will direct you to the phone number you can call to leave your voicemail questions that we could feature on the show. See you there. See you there. Hey everyone, it's Dia Bondi back really quick for a uh, postscript. Hey, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you for staying and listening all the way to the end of this episode, which is uh, episode one of the Dia Bondi show. Whether you're catching us from the very beginning or you are going back to the beginning after listening to episode 51, which we have not even recorded yet, thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, here at episode one, we're I'm just reflecting on on, on how much we're doing the thing you're supposed to do, which is to just start. And um, we're editing and cutting together the first the first episode, and it just reminds me that, like, you got to start somewhere to get good at the thing you're trying to perfect. And I'm really looking forward to developing this podcast into something that has a place in your life, something that is going to give you something um, that adds value to your life and that is fun for you to listen to and actually helps you get to your goals faster. Um, I also want to say that the music that you heard on this podcast and future podcasts was created by Arthur Leon Adams III. And as you know, it was produced by Laura Finnerty. And the Dia Bondi Show is brought to you by Dia Bondi communications and sponsored by you and all your love and support. All right, over and out.